Always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. Have you ever felt underwhelmed by the movie choices that Hollywood's been producing lately? Special effects, well, they just keep getting better, and there's no shortage of gratuitous violence and coarse language. And without us realizing it, we're becoming desensitized to this violence. But what about reintroducing engaging storylines? What about giving our actors and actresses great thoughtful material instead of a knife, a gun, or a bomb? Well, there's a rumor we recently started that says Tiffany Louise O'Brien is outraged by the mediocrity that we're often settling for on film. After all, Tiffany is a woman who fell asleep on a June 9, 2019 flight from Quebec City to Toronto, watching one of those very movies we're talking about now. Around midnight, after her body recovered from complete boredom, and after being abandoned for several hours, left in the dark in a vacated plane, she took her freezing cold self, which was still strapped in her seat, and figured out her own escape. This rumor continues by, by stating there is a groundswell of support and petitions demanding that these airplane Hollywood movies be replaced by engaging broadcasts of Reality Realty, where we take on we talk about and interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. Let's not get too encouraged right now, folks, because they may not completely ban all of these movies, but at least give people an option to engage their minds and not suffer the same painful event that Tiffany Louise O'Brien had to suffer. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, and joining us in just a few moments will be Catherine Gissing and Rebecca Gissing from Sage Relocation Services. And we'll be talking about something close to our hearts, animals that move you and how to move them. First, first things first, let's take a look at our snapshot report of Northumberland's residential real estate market for June 27, 2019. There have been 149 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that's actually down by 22 sales since our June 13 report. It leaves us with a rising inventory of 499 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year has risen again to approximately $433,000 here in Northumberland County. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their list price in a market time of 48 days. And folks, we are still in the seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 30% based on the past month's sales trend, meaning we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.4 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. So how do I find this very valuable information while well, I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. 
Matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the future, you'll want this kind of information that is more relevant to you. You'll want to have the same information, but specific to the property type you're looking at, the location it's in and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor and they will help you understand this information and give you the edge in your selling and buying. Today's mortgage rates. The fixed rate is down slightly. A five-year fixed is as low as 2.79% and a five-year variable as low as 2.85%. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker extraordinaire Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Center's Alliance. A notice, uh, next hazardous waste day in Coburg is July 3rd and July 6th, and that runs from 8.30 a.m. until 2 p.m., and the location is at 60 Elgin Street West in Coburg. And folks, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market and events here in Northumberland County. And I'd just like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed here on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented don't nece necessarily represent the views and opinions of the station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors or any other realtor or real estate brokerage. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. As I mentioned at the top of the show, today's, today's topic is titled animals that move you and how to move them and with us to discuss this topic today we have first of all we have Catherine Gissing and Catherine is the owner of Sage Relocation Services and she is also a pet owner and welcome back Catherine. Thank you Dale. Yeah and so great topic and I have to say this topic didn't come from my camp it came from your camp and uh, what an appropriate topic because so many of us have pets and we love our pets and and so we also have we also have a new guest here we have rebecca gissing and rebecca is also very instrumental in sage relocation services because rebecca is a returning student uh, going back to school in september and welcome rebecca to the show thanks dale yeah you're very welcome and thank you for joining us. And, and so, Rebecca, you're going back to where taking what in September? Oh, okay, so I go to school in Oshawa, and I'm finishing an accounting program right now. Finishing. Finishing. One more year. One more year. One more year. But before that, I was actually a registered vet tech. So mm -hmm. I bring an animal side to Sage Relocation, Relocation Services. Um, so we do put, uh, we do try our hardest to remember that it's a stressful time for not only the people, but also the animals. And we want to make that as easy for everyone. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and, and in that business in Sage, I mean, you're helping people to often downsize often, uh, people in uh, that are retired and moving on to uh, a different sort of lifestyle and and quite often these people you know the children are long gone and and there's pets there pets for company pets for security so i would imagine you're you're dealing with this a lot oh yes we see it all the time um from all ages um young animals to seniors and 
we, uh, we like to deal with them appropriately. And we also deal with it through various stages, Dale. So um, as a realtor, you know that there's a lot of prep required to get a house ready before the listing photos are taken. Mm-hmm. And there's a, and that requires some thought about how to accommodate your pet while you're actually preparing the house for staging. There's also a whole discussion about what to do with your pet during showings. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes it's not the best option to keep your, ho- your pet in the house during showings. And then there's a whole discussion about how to prepare your, your pet for the stress of packing and movers and realtors and building inspectors coming into an environment that is, di- and that's very disruptive for them. So mm-hmm. we could have a whole discussion about how to manage your, your pet during that, that stage. And then finally, there's the stage where you actually move into your new home and that's an unfamiliar place to them. And that can be equally anxiety ridden for them. And so the, there's four topics actually within one. So lots we could talk about this morning. Oh, absolutely. And, and I've already had feedback prior to the show as people found out what the show is about uh, through social media and people just saying, fantastic, need to know about this. And uh, I, I received an email on it as well. So yeah, this is something uh, near and dear to people's hearts. And so Rebecca, I mean, you're a student mm-hmm. and, and likely pet ownership is difficult at this moment in time because you're living for so many months one place and another place are are you a pet owner at this moment i am a co-pet owner maybe it's a better way to put it okay Um, so i have a little dog of my own who i love dearly and uh if it weren't for my very supportive mother here next to me yes um, i would have a lot of difficulty taking care of her so we sort of share the care of, uh, her name is Pixel. We, sh- Pixel. we share Pixel's care right now. She's here sometimes in Coburg and she's in Oshawa with me other times, which works uh, really well for her. Yeah, so say. Pixel has two homes and, and I've met Pixel and Pixel is a really adorable uh, standard schnauzer, right? Mini. 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 Uh, uh, Pixel is a mini schnauzer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so really neat. So you come, you come to the show based on your experience doing the downsizing and relocation and staging, um, your, your work with uh, Rebecca as a, a veterinarian technician and also pet owners, mm-hmm. which is great. I don't have a pet. My, my girls have always been very allergic to pretty much everything. Uh, we, we've gotten away with fish. Um, they're not too interactive. And so, yeah, we, we've been sort of pet free and, and there's, but there's, and, and this will get into our conversation too, because when you're going to sell and you're hoping to have the widest audience of potential buyers possible, and some of those people might be very allergic. And, um, so we don't want your pet ownership to become a major stumbling block for anyone. All right. So. Why don't we start with uh, getting a home ready? Uh, and, and, and before before that, there's all sorts of pets. Like I just mentioned, my girls with fish. I mean, I think we're likely going to be talking mostly about cats and dogs. But there's, I mean, people could have fish and birds and reptiles and exotic creatures as well, right? Oh, definitely. But the majority of uh, what we run into is cats and dogs and and they seem to be the ones who get the most stress during uh during a move 
Mm-hmm. And okay, and the most stress. I'm going to make a guess, and it's okay, Rebecca, to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but I'm thinking from my experience with the pets and the pet owners that cats have the most difficulty as we stage and change a home and with the actual move. Is that correct? That's very correct. Cats are very, very sensitive to the smallest changes in their environment and uh, their territory. It's their safety net. It's their, it's their safe zone, and, and they don't like change. Yeah. yeah I, I often wonder, as I am maybe the agent of change, <laughs> if, if the cat's going to recognize who's responsible, and the next time I go in, I get an unwelcome, <laughs> but it's never happened. So somehow, somehow, the cats have either been forgiving or are not on to me. So, so Catherine, you know, cleaning, cleaning's a big thing. When you, when you go in and you stage and, and get a home ready, cleaning's a big thing. The, the, the other staging components. Um, are there any special considerations you take into account when, when you're approaching a home that has pets? Yeah, there's quite a few, Dale. And I would say it starts with being brutally honest about your home. And that's often really hard for a homeowner to do. And so our suggestion is for homeowners that are thinking of selling to rely upon the advice of a really good, really honest friend. Have the friend walk in and tell you whether or not they can actually sense animals in the environment. Because as the homeowner, you often become immune to Mm. the environment around you. And so you may think that it smells pet-free. In actual fact, it it smells like it's saturated with pets. But you lose the objectivity to actually register that anymore. So first of all, if there's animals in the house, you should assume that other people can sense that, even if you can't. Mm-hmm. And secondly, then you need to take action. And, and the action is because when you list your house for sale, the house is now a balance between being your home and being a property on the market. And we're trying, generally you're trying to, to make it both, but if you're really... Um, concentrated on selling you want to make it as attractive as possible to the broadest market as possible which means that you are going to have potential buyers coming in that will have an aversion to pets that will have allergies to pets and you don't want to isolate either one of those groups at an at initial stage mm-hmm. and, and they're going to know the moment they walk in if they're sensitive to allergies if they're sensitive to smells if they've got an aversion to pets they're going to know the moment they walk in so as the seller, you want to be able to neutralize that environment. And in a word, it's really all about cleaning, but for a specific kind of cleaning. And, and so there's a whole series of steps. And it starts with the basic things like sweeping and vacuuming, but to the, to the extreme, like you want to sweep and you want to sweep with care so you don't um, cause clouds of dander which will be on the floor to fly up into the air so you sweep carefully and then you vacuum and then you damp and mop so there's three different stages to that and then you also have to consider that there there is dander and there's smell and there's hair in all the soft materials so you want to take a look at your upholstery you want to take a look at your Uh, window coverings, you want to take a look at any area rugs, you want to take a look at any kinds of materials that have fabric and fiber. And you want to steam clean them, you want to vacuum them, you want to clean them as aggressively as you possibly can, with the expectation that some of those are actually harboring scents that you can't smell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and so, I mean, you have your, your hard surface cleaning, and then you have 
your fabric, yeah. your porous surface cleaning, mm-hmm. um, drapes, upholstered furniture, and car- the, carpeting. And, the, yeah. and, and those are the obvious things. The less obvious things are things like uh, the linens and your clothing. Mm-hmm. So anything that is a, a fabric can absorb dander and absorb smell and so if you really want to be diligent about this and remove pet odors you're washing all of your linens you're probably washing the clothes that you wear when you play with the pet Mm -hmm. you're washing the pillows the throw pillow pillows whatever can go into a washing machine whatever could be steam cleaned should be Mm -hmm. and and then and then i i would suggest i would suggest even considering throwing a few things out and and when i say that the thing i'm thinking of and i see these at costco all the time they're these big round um cushions for the dogs and or the cats and and i mean the dog or cat whoever is laying on those they love them that's their their favorite retreat and they've had it for who knows how long but those items are holding so much of their odor and and you know maybe it's just time to give your favorite pet a new cushion ah but there's two ways of looking at this dale first of all that's a really good thought and initially i would have said yes but rebecca and i and i have had lots of conversations about this and and there's another way to look at this the other way is to recognize that your pet is going to be very stressed during the move they know that something's going on they can't articulate it but they know mm-hmm. there's something going on and so they're looking for anything that's familiar to hold on to in order to reduce their stress if you're washing their bed guess what that's upsetting to them because now they're going to be lying in a bed that doesn't smell like their territory anymore And so I think an option might be to take those things that are really saturated with dog smells like the bed, maybe their favorite toys, and to isolate them in a plastic bag for showings. Because then what happens is when you do sell the house, you can take that plastic bag and you can move it into the new house and put it in an isolated room so that when the dog or the cat goes into their new home, they're now in a room that's enclosed for safety and they're now smelling things that are familiar and feel familiar so it reduces the stress of the transition for them okay so we're allowed to, we're allowed to agree to disagree right sure <laughs> so go what, for it so what i would say is if that if that cushion's been around for a long time and 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 in my definition too long that that dog should be used to it's just like rotating your toothbrush. That dog should be used to every now and again getting a new cushion or a wash cushion. And if we do it early on the staging process, and uh, average days on market, I think I said were 40. Let me just take a look here. Average days on market, 47 days. So if we start it early in the staging process, and and then we list, and then 47 days later, and maybe a 60-day closing, it, it once again becomes a, fra- a favorite item on moving day, right? Well, I'm going to defer to Rebecca on that. What do you think, Rebecca? And don't be afraid no, to say no, I'm no, dead no. wrong. No, I think that would, if, if you plan ahead of time, for sure, that's, a, that's an excellent idea. So, as you said, 47 days gives that animal a lot of time to make that, that new bed something of their own in, their, in a territory they're used to and they're comfortable with. So to do that, I think would be a great idea if you plan ahead 
that way it will still have some of their smells mm-hmm. and it will still feel safe to them in their new home but it won't be quite the same as the dog bed they've had for the last two years that's been absorbing smells mm-hmm. get yeah that one I- exactly yeah. exactly and and help but what are other tough smells that you you find yourself trying to get out in a home well, you mean related to pets? or okay, Related to pets, yeah. Well, related to pets, I mean urine, yeah. certainly. A- and, uh, you know, dogs in particular, well, cats mm-hmm. too. Cats. Uh, they're both territorial and they'll use that to to mark their place, even in the house. And sometimes as, as a homeowner, it's hard to know where the origin of a smell is coming from. So if a dog, if a dog has marked the hardwood floor or even the lower level of a wall, drywall Mm -hmm. and if it's not properly sealed if there's not a good primer on it if a dog or cat marks that wall that scent is there for a long time and you can't see it so the trick to find it so that you can actually combat it is to bring in a black light Mm. and if you walk through the house with the black light the black light is going to convert the area that's been sprayed into like a yellow glow or a greenish yellow color so that you can actually identify where those sprays are. And it's generally going to be on the, on the floor, like the hardwood, or it's going to be in the lower portion of the wall. And the reason you want to find that is because, number one, you can pinpoint where the smell is coming from, and chances are you can't clean it away because it's been absorbed into the drywall. Mm-hmm. But you can actually seal that with a primer, which is designed specifically for this, and then you can paint over it with an odor control paint. Okay, that's a, that's a great idea. And I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know that they made primers and paints for this very reason. That's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic because, I mean, if a lot of times when maybe there's a a room or several rooms or the entire house that's dated. And then, and then you can, you can approach that home a a few ways. You can say, okay, do we stage it? Do we, do we, uh, you know, modernize this home for the new buyer and, and, and invest money in it and hope that you're going to get at least your dollar on the dollar, if not more, or do you let it sit there as it is, clean it up, stage it as best you can, and, and let the new buyer make those decisions and and have that dated home ref- reflected in the price. And I would often say, make it the best version of itself today and let the new owner, that is most often what I would recommend. But when it comes to smells, some people just don't even want to go there. They don't even want to picture what it would take. They don't even believe it would come out or or be covered. So absolutely this is this is a place to handle before you list it. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other a few other tips that that sellers can use. One is uh, coffee grounds. So mm-hmm. you can take little pots of coffee grounds and place them strategically around the house and that neutralizes odor. It acts almost like a filter for the air. Okay. Um, and that's kind of a like a, a carbon. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's actually a trick that uh, we picked up through um, flight attendants. 
Sometimes okay. they use that on, you know, in a very oh, close flight space. attendants. By the way, we were just talking about yes. flight attendants earlier yeah, in this very show. Very close space mm. with smells, <laughs> right? So and, and so and that's a natural form of doing it, as opposed to candles or air fresheners, which a lot of people defer to, but. Uh, you know, a, a savvy buyer will walk through a house and smell those mm. artificial smells and automatically think, what's that covering, as opposed to just something that's neutralizing the smell. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're actually a little bit past break time, so we're going to mm. take a little break. And folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM's Truly Local Radio. Join us after this break, and we are going to continue with looking at buying and selling homes with your pets and some best practices. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Steve Coupland from the band Coop DeVille. Once again, we're really proud to be part of the summer music series brought to you by Northumberland 89.7 Truly Local Radio. We'll be on the big stage at the Victoria Park Band Shell July 3rd, 7 o'clock, so bring your lawn chair, bring some friends, let's rock the summer. See you at the kickoff to the summer music series 2019. Have you been to Mattress Online? Yeah, I went through their entire website. No, I mean the store, Mattress Online. What store? The store in Coburg for mattresses. Not only do they have a website, but they've got an incredible selection of mattresses you can try in their showroom. Really? I had no idea. You should call it Mattress Offline. <laughs> Still, the store is right here in Coburg. It's inside Showtime TV and Stereo at 20 Strathy Road. It would be great to try the mattresses first to see which one I like. Shop local. Shop Northumberland. Shop Mattress Online. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and our guests here today, Catherine Gissing and Rebecca Gissing from Sage Relocation Services. And we're looking at buying and selling homes with pets. And we're looking at uh, how to make the most of your pet scenario and how to, how to make the most of your sale and get your top return on your investment. And at the same time, we're going to be considering your actual pet and, and what they're going through and some best practices there. And... One of the things, ladies, we just mentioned just before break, and I had to cut us off because we were already over four minutes over break time. But uh, you mentioned, Catherine, about not, you know, getting to the root, getting to the source of smell as opposed to covering it up with scented candles or, or an air freshener or, uh, I mean, I don't want to bring in brand names, but there's different, there's different smells you can purchase. And, and you said, you know, people realize uh, people are covering things up. And so it even goes a step further, and, and we've mentioned this before, but I, I'll say it again because it's so important. If you're pl doing a plug-in freshener or something like that, as soon as we walk in the door and we smell it, and we know it's something and we're looking for it because we are instantly suspicious of your home. What are you covering? And maybe you just think it smells good, but we we now are looking ever more critically and imagining the worst. And then there's people who actually can't even walk through the perfume section or the candle section of a department store because they react. And so you are saying, welcome to my home, but you'll have to walk out very quickly. You won't get a chance to give my house a good, uh, a good look because you won't be able to last in this home. So cover-ups big no-no. And one other tip before we leave this discussion, Dale, there are some practical things that you can do to the mechanics in your house. 
air ducts, make sure the air ducts are cleaned. Air filters, make sure you've got new air filters. If you want to go to the added step of bringing in an air purifier, there's good air purifiers on the market and some that are specifically designed for pets. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if the weather permits, crack open some windows. Fresh air is a great thing. Uh, and, and you mentioned um, the duct, duct work. Uh, I've used a company and, and they haven't paid me or, or anything for this, but DuckWise. Uh, they're a local duct cleaning company and I've, I, I use them in my own home. Are they ever thorough? Are they ever careful around the house? Uh, they they just do a bang up job, and and then for uh, st- uh, cleaning carpets and even tile and grout, um, st- steam wise. I mean they're both wise, mm-hmm. duct wise, steam wise. Totally different companies, but uh, uh, two great businesses in our community that do a, a fantastic job, and. And then I, I just quickly think of things like, uh, you know, saliva on windows. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clean it up, but try and keep it clean. And, uh, you know, and, and then the hair all over, which you've already spoken of. And, and how about outside? When we're going to look at the outside of your home for sale, we're likely going to walk more of your property than you do because we're going to want to look at the roof from different angles, far away, close up. We're going to want to see what the property looks like. We're going to be walking around that grass a lot. And, and if, you, if that grass is full of bombs and, and, and there's going to get something rotten on our, our shoes because we, we're going to look at the ground where we're walking, but we're also looking at your home. So clean that up. And, and and I don't think that's is that that's not part of your uh, well it's it's not list. The, it's not the focus of what we do <laughs> but, but but I do have compassion for the photographer and the videographer and and the people that are out there capturing images of your home to make it appear the best it can possibly be they're usually out there in the yard trying to get the right angle and they're often out there in the spring when the ground's a little wet and, mu- mm-hmm. and mushy and uh, so it's a good thing to be kind to them yeah. Uh, I know the big the big isn't on, you know, we're mostly talking cats and dogs, but what a giveaway. <clears throat> if you have a big fish tank and you're trying to sell your home and, and the inside walls of that fish tank are either green or have gone so much that they're black, I mean, you might have taken care of a lot of the rest, but people are looking at and saying there's an indicator of how this home normally is maintained get the scrubby, clean the inside, change some water, buy a few extra algae eaters. Don't forget the fish tank. Now, the fish tank, if it's a big fish tank, takes a lot of room, and you're planning on moving. I'd even take it a step further and say, can we can we find a new home for these fish until you move? What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, having moved with a 50-gallon fish tank before. Big fish tank. Very big fish <laughs> tank. A lot of work. Um, I actually did do that. I shut I shut the fish tank down, mm-hmm. and I rehomed the fish um, just because it's a very difficult thing to move. And it's uh, when you set up a fish tank, you should set it up and let it run for about a month sometimes before you introduce new fish into it and... And that's just, uh, that's just a lot to handle during a move itself. So I, I think that it might be best to 
yes, to rehome the fish and start to shut down your tank. Not forever. You can put it in storage like I did. And then when you're ready again, you can set it up when you're in your new home and comfortable and things are where you want them. Because then you'll know where you want to put the fish tank and moving a fish tank and filling a fish tank with water is, is not a simple thing and it's, it takes a long time. So you want to know you're going to get it right and you don't want to move it again. Well, there you go, folks. So Dale Bryant is not full of beans. <laughs> I have just been validated by Rebecca Gissing, a veterinary technician and work, working very instrumental at Sage Relocation. Thank you, Rebecca. So I got a story for you. And this will move us into the next topic. I have a house for sale. We've staged it all up. And and we have a viewing. And the morning of the viewing, I get a call from the homeowner. Cancel the viewing. They had three bull terriers. I think it was three bull terriers who decided sometime in the night or early in the morning that the leather sofa was going to be something that was on their agenda and the three bull terriers tore apart the leather sofa stuffing from the sofa all over the uh, sofa all over the house the leather all ripped up it just created a big mess and they just said we can't we can't you know we're trying to find this stuff and anyways so keeping your pets around for showings and and so, Catherine, you were you were talking just briefly about this earlier on. What what is your your personal advice to sellers on this matter? Well, again, appreciating that there are different perspectives on this, mm -hmm. we know that sellers love their animals. But when the house is listed for sale, it's now a product, and if you're serious about selling it, you have to present it in, in as neutral a fashion as possible, so the buyers coming in can imagine themselves living there. And that ideally would mean not having the pet on the premises. Now I know that that's complicated and there's a lot of complications around that and that's not always possible, but in an ideal world, it might be easier to find a different location for the pet for the duration of the time the house is on the market. Now, hopefully that's a short period of time, not a mm -hmm. long period of time, or maybe it means finding someone to take care of the pet in those periods of time when you've got people coming in to see it. And, and that might mean having someone on speed dial so that you can call them saying, I've got a showing tomorrow at two o'clock. Is it possible that you could take Pixel? And Rebecca, she knows much more about this than I do. Oh, yes. What would you uh, think about this, Re Rebecca? Um, so I would, I would suggest that if you're able to, um, if you're able to, finding a different place for the animal to go is your best um, either through family, um, which is always nice, which is what I do with Pixel co-ownership. Mm -hmm. um, but there are really good platforms in place. Um, I just did a search this morning on a site called Rover, and there's lots of good pet sitters in the area, local. You can read their reviews. You can talk to them. Let them know what's going on in your life right now. Let them know you might need them at a moment's notice. And I'm sure you'll be able to find someone who can work with you happily because there's a lot of people out there who, who are in the pet care industry and, and would be able to help you. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, our, our average days on market, 47 days on market, that's all. I mean, not only do we love our pets, but they're, they're a member of the family. And so that's... That's a whole long time to send our, our pets away, but 
you know, our pets might have a family member, a friend. They absolutely love them. And maybe they have pets too, and they love they love their pets. And, and so it could just be a, a win-win for everyone. Um, the other thing is not all are 47 days. Some, some are much longer, and some are much quicker. If you have a home that... Um, there's very little inventory, very little like it, and and we can anticipate, you know, a uh, maybe a, a two three week uh, sale because maybe we're even holding off offers. Well, then that even becomes an easier pill to swallow if that person exists in in your life. But maybe it's just weekends because weekends are big viewing um, days, Saturdays and Sundays. So maybe you can just have the odd weekend where all of a sudden we, we see a couple uh, bookings for viewings, and, and maybe maybe you can find somebody for that time. We also used to um, use a doggy daycare, uh, just like a child daycare. You go and you drop them off in the morning, and you pick them up at the end of the day. So they're not staying there. They're going there just for the day, and then you pick them up. And I have to say that... Um, they look forward to it. They know what's going on. They know they have friends there. They know they're surrounded by dog people, or, and they look forward to it. Yeah. And, and there's actually some very good doggy daycares here in the county. Actually, mm-hmm. Dale, you and I have dealt with a lady that owns a really good Yeah, one. she absolutely loves all of her clients, uh, all those dogs. She absolutely loves them. They, I mean, they become instantly part of her family, and... Uh, yeah, you can feel so confident. Mm-hmm. But I think the trick there is to be proactive. And if you know the house is going on the market, reach out to your daycare person and let them know what's coming so that they can plan for spontaneity and maybe take your dog over and introduce them to doggy daycare once or twice or three times before the house is actively listed. So they're acclimatized and they look forward to it. It's less traumatic for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean... Even if you're not selling your home right now and, and you, you usually have your pet with you all the time, it wouldn't hurt to have the odd. Give yourself a little break so you can go away for a day or two and, and let, your, let your pet become used to the, the, doggy, the doggy daycare and, and uh, the person who will board a pet. And, and so when, when the time comes, you really have to. It, it's, it's no shock there, isn't mm. it? Although I will say that planning for dogs is a little different than planning for cats. What, what would you say about cats then, Rebecca? What are you thinking about that? Well, cats, cats get very, very stressed um, when people come into their home and it's not a fun time for them. So for cats, there are catteries, they're called, that you can... Catteries? Catteries, yeah. Okay. So specialized, because cats don't want to be around dogs and dogs will chase cats so they have special boarding facilities that are usually just cats and and cats go there and stay there for extended periods of time there is stress during the move there but there's a lot less stress than there would be having a new stranger in the house every other day or Mm -hmm. having the movers in or having people coming in for renovations like that's very stressful for a cat so the best thing for a cat is if you can just move them into a place you feel safe where the cat feels safe and can acclimatize too quickly and then when you're in your new house you can bring the cat back in Mm -hmm. Um, which is not always possible but it's uh, the best Mm -hmm. and if that's not possible a fallback position might be to put the cat bed underneath a bed in the bedroom 
because cats tend to like reclusive places. They like quiet, dark places. They like under beds. And so if you put their bed there during showings, because you can't take the cat out, chances are the cat's going to just seek out that quiet place and nobody's going to know it's there. Mm -hmm. As long as the realtor knows it's there, a note would, you know, would do everyone a favor so the realtor knows and, and that the possible buyers know so that you don't run the risk of the cat bolting out the door. Mm -hmm. And so that leads to uh, instructions, instructions that us realtors give one another. You won't see it in the realtor.ca listing, but if there's a a cat or dog or, or something we need to be made aware of on a viewing, we will put in the realtor comments, um, you know, maybe there are, there will be two cats in the house and, and uh, please do not let the cats out. And, and as a realtor, when I read that, I think, oh brother, here is a big responsibility on me because some cats, some cats that are not to be let out, they're not even outdoor cats. They're waiting at the door. They're opportunists, and they're waiting at the door just to try and, 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 and just dart, bolt uh, past your legs in an open space. And so it's like, oh, my goodness, I cannot lose a family member on my watch. And, but, but like you say, Catherine, so many of them, you can go through that house two times looking at it very carefully, and you'll never find the cat mm -hmm. because they just don't want any part of you. They don't, but you should also expect that the whole process of preparing your house for sale and listing it is very stressful on the cat. And uh, that will come out in their behavior. So even a cat that's normal, normally quite compliant might be the kind of cat that bolts when the door is open because they are so stressed mm -hmm. by the whole process, by strangers being in their environment, that all they want to do is get out of there. And that's a problem for them because generally they're indoor cats and they're, they're only used to a very small territory. So oh, they're yeah. out of their element when they're outside, especially if they're declawed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and what do you think, Rebecca, about this? Uh, so you don't have an alternative home for them, and and it's just not practical to go to a cattery or a boarding place for a dog, and, and relatives and friends just aren't there. What do you think about a travel cage during viewings? I see this uh, on occasion, and I mean for us people viewing is fine what do you think about for the actual dogs and cats that are lying in a travel cage for the viewing time well i think it's important to ahead of time get the animal accustomed to the area they're going to be confined to um, dogs definitely are used to being crated and uh, if your dog's used to that that's a very safe spot for them and they feel comfortable there so that's a good option with cats um you have to remember you need to leave enough space for a litter box because they just, if they have to go to the bathroom, they do. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want that happening in the travel cage because mm -hmm. people walking through will tell, yeah. so they will notice. Um, so if you get a large enough uh, area, like a large cage where they can have food, water, a litter box, a bed, you can make that sort of a safe zone, get them climatized to it before anyone even comes through the house, then that is a, a good option. Mm -hmm. But it's all about not surprising the animal and saying, hey, suddenly here's your new home. We're locking you in here and there's strangers in the house because that will be stressful. Mm -hmm. So you have to take it in steps, like keep the door open to the travel cage, put their food in there, get them used to it, make it a, a safe spot, a fun spot to be. 
and then they're going to want to be and they're going to feel comfortable in there mm-hmm. well ladies we're we're at our last break and so folks you've been listening to reality realty in northumberland 89.7 fm's local real estate talk join us after this break and we will continue our discussion on moving our pets Why not come out and enjoy a fabulous movie-going experience at the Rainbow Cinemas? Playing now through June the 27th, Toy Story 4 rated G, no free passes accepted. The Secret Life of Pets 2 rated G and Men in Black International rated PG. Rainbow Cinemas are in the Northumberland Mall, 1111 Elgin Street West in Coburg. For showtimes, call 905-372-2444 or visit rainbowcinemas.ca. Information about local events and about people helping to make a difference in our community. Hear that and more every day here on Northumberland 89.7, truly local radio. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guests in studio today, we have Rebecca Gissing and Catherine Gissing, both from Sage Relocation Services. And we are talking about best practices when you're getting your home ready for sale, when you are showing your home, and when you're actually moving and settling into the new home, best practices for your pets, uh, part of the family that you really love, and a part of the family that is being affected by these moves. And so we're not going to get all this in. And so if you want to know more after this show, or you've heard something and you just want, you have a question uh, about that, feel, f- we'll, we'll, we'll give Catherine's uh, number, a contact number at the end of the show for Sage Relocation, or you can contact me and I can get you in, in uh, touch with Catherine. But one of the things that we were talking about just recently was the, the travel cage four showings just to keep the the uh, the dog or the cat safe and uh, if there's no other alternative place for them to be during showing so it leads me into the actual travel of uh dogs and cats i mean dogs love a car ride right you just say do you want to go for a car ride in and the excitement level goes right to 10 right and but maybe cats not so much uh rebecca what would you what would you suggest are some uh, uh, good practices with uh, with your cats and traveling, whether it's just to get them out of the house for showings or whether it's on moving day to get them to the new home? Yeah, so um, when I was working in the veterinary field, we did see actually a lot of this, people coming in and asking us what to do, especially with cats, because cats see a travel cage a lot of the time and they run the other direction. So... I would suggest going to talk to your veterinary team and there are a lot of really good options, either uh, light sedations or all natural uh, products that help just take the edge off of things, help them feel more relaxed, less anxious. Um, I personally use it with my dog when I know there's an event coming up that's going to be stressful. Mm-hmm. I use an all natural product that I give to her ahead of time to help sort of ease the transition because mm-hmm. she gets anxiety um, but for cats I would say very important because they really really don't travel well and very often more often than not they will have an accident in their travel cage during the move because they're just so stressed out so that being said uh, 
go talk to your vet ahead of time. Give them lots of time uh, so they can see the animal first and make sure it's healthy enough and choose the right product for you. And uh, if it's going to help your animal, I would say it's a, it's a good idea to put them on something just to help take the edge off during the move. You should also be prepared with a, a doggy or cat bag in, in your car that has everything you need, like cleaning supplies, uh, paper towels, water, food, leash. So you have something at hand all the time in case there's an accident in the car mm -hmm. or your dog gets motion sickness, which is not uncommon. So make sure you have a bag ready for the day of the move for putting the animal in the car. Talk to your vet ahead of time so you can get um, either a natural sedative or, or something that's stronger to help your animal through that process. And another good thing to do while you're at your vet is talk to them about microchipping and get your animal microchipped because during the move, there's lots of people coming in and out of your house and your animal is at a higher risk of, of running away or a flight risk. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to know where your animal is if they get away and a microchip is the best way to do that. So I would highly suggest going to your vet, talking to them about medications and a microchip before moving. I, I think, Rebecca, that microchip is a fantastic idea. I mean, when I get the notes that I talked about, and all the other realtors get the notes that be careful because uh, Daisy uh, is in the house and, and might want to get out. And, and I try so hard, and all the realtors do. And then the uh, the buyers. I mean, they, they, they have full respect for these folks too and, and are trying. But sometimes you're moving because you're downsizing and, and you have a house for a family. And so families are looking and families are bringing their sons and daughters. And you know what, maybe, maybe they're, you know, they're wound up and they're <laughs> thinking of other things and they're not as careful as the adults. And so harmlessly, you know, little Joey opens the door to the backyard and whoosh, out goes Daisy. And uh, well, that would be so amazing. It, I mean, it's still not great, but it'd be so amazing if Daisy was microchipped. So much easier and we see it all the time in the veterinary field where people bring in animals and they found them just running around in the neighborhood. They'll bring them right to us. If they're microchipped, we can scan them and phone the owner uh, pretty quickly and try to make contact with them to get the animal back home quickly where they want to be because mm -hmm. uh, they're, they they're not used to being out and they're stressed when they're out and accidents do happen, but a microchip mm -hmm. makes everyone's life easier. Yeah. It, what, is there, I don't know anything about the microchip world it, with pets. Is there, is there the other side, the uh, people dead against microchipping a, a, a pet? Um, I wouldn't, uh, I, I don't see negatives to microchipping. Um, you should wait till your animal, some people microchip when they're really young, um, mm -hmm. which I have seen some issues with. Um, it's usually the best time is around the age of six months when they're under further spay or neuter surgery. Mm -hmm. Just add in a microchip at that point and uh, they won't have any complications from it. It's a very safe procedure and they can just go in. You don't have to be going in for a surgery to get it. You can just go into your vet and they'll put it. It's just a, a large needle. So yeah. it's the same as getting a needle, just a little bit bigger and it just goes under their skin. It takes all of like a minute, if that. Yeah. And then they're microchips. So, and you can 
change the address on that microchip from location to location as you move through the years and always update it with new phone numbers and wow. your animal has it forever. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a great idea to me. Then again, I'm not the cat or dog being microchipped. But no, I, I, kidding aside, that sounds like a, a fantastic idea. What, what else? So, I mean, there's so much more that we could talk about, about staging and about the showings. But what about the actual pet? And, and what should we, else should we be considering when we're actually making up? And, and maybe, maybe even like when, when they're trying to acclimatize the move itself and acclimatizing to the new home. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to inter interject here and just talk about one thing that you, one more thing you can do before you move. And then I'll hand it to Rebecca to talk about how you help your pet make the transition into a new place. Yeah. So before you move, you're packing. And you might have um, packers, you might have movers in the home, you might have a lot of um, activity in the home. The best way to protect your pet from the stress that that, that creates is to put them in a controlled environment. So take your dog, for example, or take your cat and put them in a room that has already been cleared of things. So the packing has already happened and maybe the guest bedroom. So make that the cat room or the dog room, put the cat's bed, the dog's bed, the dog's toys in that room and shut the door. That becomes their room and so they're out of, they're out of uh, harm's way. And then the, all the rest of the activity happens in the house around them. So that's one of the tricks that you can do actually while you're packing in before you move. Now, after you move, then the question is, how do you help them settle into the new environment? And I'm gonna hand that to Rebecca. So you can actually, before the move, you've set up this whole uh, location in your house, a safe zone for your animal that has everything that smells like them. It has all their personal belongings. You can take that safe zone you've created and just move it and put it in a new room in the house. Mm -hmm. an another room that's not busy, that doesn't have boxes packed up in it everywhere. Just a quiet room that has their stuff that they can acclimatize to a new house like slowly. You can also, if you are able to, if you have access to the property before before you're moving, you can go ahead, bring your dog over to the house before any activity is happening while the house is empty. Bring your dog there a few times. Mm -hmm. Get the dog used to it because we we go to new properties every week and we, my dog often comes with me. And I would say uh, it takes her a couple times before she's used to the house. Yeah. And then she loves the house. But yeah. it definitely takes a few visits before she's used to the house. It's just like a different park. Oh, yeah. Different yeah. floors, <laughs> different feelings under their feet. It's all different diff smells, different smells. It's all different. So but I would say for her, it's about two days and then she loves the house. Yeah. But definitely, if you have that option, go there with your dog before everything's going on. All the movers are there. Also, if you are able to at all, a lot of people tend to put their animal in boarding for just a weekend while the move is happening while things are being unpacked. That way, during all the chaos, you're not worrying about where your dog is, where your cat is, what they're going through. You know they're safe somewhere else. And you can focus on the stress, which is moving and getting your new home unpacked. And if you're able to do that, when the animal comes to the new home, everything will feel a little bit less chaotic. There won't be things everywhere, hopefully and you can uh, just focus on spending time with your animal in the new home and getting them used to it versus unpacking and 
f- trying to figure out where to put furniture and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. So, so without this being a planned segue at all, I mean, that's that's like a dog's life, right? So the dog, the dog, everything gets done in the new home, and the dog just shows up, and everything is in its place. Familiarities are are mixed in with with new adventure, and that's the dog's life. That's great for the dog, but it can happen for people too. And that's exactly what Sage Relocation Services can do. Because if you are busy people, or there's just limitations for lifting and, and various things and time limitations, Sage Relocation will do the same thing. You too can live a dog's life. You too can get Sage to come in, do all the packing, get everything moved. And you can move into your new place and everything is exactly where it needs to be because you, Sage has asked you, what do, what are you looking for in this new place? And, and giving you recommendations and, and you can just turn key and be right in there. So Catherine, how do people, if they want to learn more about moving their pets or just relocation services, what's the best way to get in contact so with you? So first of all, that was a brilliant segue. <laughs> Well, it just <laughs> happened. <laughs> Isn't that the best way? Yeah. And so we are happy to answer any questions that people have about moving or downsizing or relocation. And the best way to reach us is probably old school, which is 905-717-3624. Or to Google Sage Relocation. And you'll find our website. You'll find our email there. And we service Northumber- uh, Northumberland County for the most part. But increasingly, we're stretching those borders and Boundaries moving are beyond growing. that. Yeah, and and if you if you didn't get that, you can always contact me, and I'd be happy to pass along uh, Catherine's contact information. Also, if you're interested in getting your ducts clean, uh, duct wise, or or your carpets, or anything cleaned with steam, steam wise, or Dougal dogs, we mentioned dog boarding, and and it's uh, it's a a client of mine that I know absolutely adores dogs and and would take care of your pet so, so lovingly. Uh, contact me for that. And folks, if you have any other questions or comments about today's show or for any other real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks. We don't grow cotton, certainly don't grow bamboo, but here in Canada, we have hemp, the best fiber of them all. This is your chance to win a queen-size cannabid, including box and frame valued at more than $1,200. Why cannabids? Hemp is softer.